1: Hello and welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Fidi Wiley. This week the Fijian and bow out of title contention, qualifying spots up for grabs at the Oceania Sevens and it's crunch time at the Rugby League World Cup. But first the Samoan public are being asked to dig deep to bail out the country's rugby union which has been labelled bankrupt by Prime Minister Toilepa Salale Malialinga Oi. Toilepa who is also the chair of the SRU, said the union could not afford to pay off debts with banks and also needs funds to pay players in the Manu Samoa 7s and 15 squads. The union's holding a fundraising radiothon this week in an attempt to address the union's dire financial situation. A correspondent in Samoa, Aotangavaya Tipi Aotangavaya, says the Prime Minister admitted the union was in a perilous position. Uh,
0: just to make it clear, the radiothon is uh, to help the development of the sports, and also to help fund uh, the Manusamo, and also to help uh, fund uh, the uh, Rugby Sevens team in the the next leg of the HSBC tournament. Uh, the Prime Minister told reporters in his uh, weekly radio uh, interview uh, yesterday, the Rugby Union is broke, so he cannot. Uh, he doesn't know how to put the situation financially of the rugby union. The union is broke, and uh, it's better for the uh, SRU to get up and do something and to make uh, people look at the SRU uh, leading in trying to uh, generate some funds uh, through this radio fund to help the rugby uh, development in the country.
1: Does this show just how desperate the union is for funds, though, that they're going cap in hand to the public?
0: Yes, of course. They are begging the, uh, the public uh, for their financial support in today's uh, radio fund. They did not say how much money they are looking to collect from the fundraising, but they need hundreds of thousands of tala.
1: At the moment, does the SAU not have enough money to pay the players on the Northern Tour in, in England and uh, Scotland, etc., or to pay the sevens players on the World Series any wages?
0: Yeah, that's absolutely the situation right now with the rugby union and financially.
1: And so this is not new for Samoa Rugby to be in a difficult financial situation. They obviously get funding from World Rugby, but is it not enough or has it just been poorly managed by the union over the years?
0: It was just being reported that uh, the uh, World Rugby is not giving any funds to this uh, tour. But uh, it's early for me to say exactly that, but it was on uh, local newspapers' reports uh, last weekend uh, about the financial situation of the rugby union. So no wonder why our SRU is now asking the public for their financial help You know, to fund not only the Southern South Hemisphere Tour, but uh, the uh, Sevens rugby team.
1: Because I guess from the public's point of view, I, I know a lot of you know fans have been frustrated by the performances, especially of the Samoa 15's team in recent months, and you know, new coach, Fuimo Ono Titimaya Tafu, has come back and um, there's a bit of optimism perhaps or there's some sincere hope that things will improve on this end of year tour. So the the fans are already frustrated and now they're the ones being asked to clean up the mess in a way.
0: Already the, the fans are so frustrated. If you look on social media, the, uh, the rugby union is posting um, a radio phone um, um, uh, drive today. But looking at the comments on social media, everyone is commenting very negative on the, uh, on the SRU and how they handle the uh, financial uh, situation of the rugby development in, in the country. But, you know, Samoans are like that. Uh, but I know for sure in today's radio font, people will come in and pledge their money to help the Manu Samoa and the Rugby sevens
1: That's our correspondent in Samoa, Ael Tangavaya Tippi Al The Fijian Indrua have labelled their debut season in the Australian National Rugby Championship a success, despite fading badly in the back end of the campaign. The Indrua were thumped 57-21 by Queensland Country at the weekend in their semi-final clash. It was their third defeat on the trot and fourth loss in five games. Head coach Sinderussi Sarah Vakula says their original aim was to make the playoffs, and they achieved that.
2: It's, it's a massive uh... Progress for us you know, our first year for the semifinal, and I'm very proud of the boys. Uh, we made it in the semifinal for our first year. And uh, regarding our uh, six of our players going to the Europe Tour and some of the injuries, and uh, but we're not complaining about in the semifinal, but it's a massive uh, progress of us here. We're in the semifinal, and uh, we have to learn what expectation it is, and uh, there's a lot of positive we take out from this uh, tournament.
1: What's been the biggest learning curve for the team? Obviously you've played back-to-back-to-back-to-back almost every week, so that's uh, probably new to a lot of these players at this level.
2: It is just discipline and then momentum and consistency from the players. As we all know, these are all local players. They really need to step up because of the competition from back home. And uh, and uh, we need to re- regroup every week and uh, get ready for every game day and uh, playing against these professional players. Uh, this is what they do as a living. They they train, they play every week. But for us, it's the, the local boys, a lot of them without jobs, and and uh, and we need to be have the right attitude going into this tournament.
1: What do you think the difference was in the first half of the season? You won a few games in a row. You went to the top of the table uh, before the match in Canberra. uh, And in the second half, where I I know, as you say, you had some injuries. You lost some players to the Flying Fijians, but uh, you lost, I think, uh, four of the last five games. How how do you compare the first half of the season to the second half?
2: Uh, The first half, we really pray for the competition. We pray for the competition. We have a lot of talent in, in the team. But we were just unlucky, unlucky because of injury and the uh, two players being banned for, for the tournament. But uh, as a coach, we only really wish that everyone was in to make the competition uh, at the end. But that's how it goes. And uh, we really wish that, uh, uh, as a coach, I wish that we maintain that, that the first uh, lot that carry us from the beginning to the end.
1: How do you ensure this team gets better?
2: The local players, they really step up for this competition. As I always said, uh, we're very grateful for the Australia rugby to to take us into this competition. But we are are now a threat to this competition. And, And these guys, they step up to another level. And that's good for us coming into the national competition next year locally. And everyone will want to gear up and want to be representing the Drua NRC next year.
1: It's the Fijian Drua coach, Senarussi Seru Vakula. Qualifying places for the Commonwealth Games, World Cup and World Series are on offer at the Oceania Sevens Championship, which kicks off in Suva on Friday. The Fiji men's and Australian women's teams are looking to defend the titles they won last year. While for teams like the Cook Islands men's side, the goal is much simpler. Captain Stephen Willis says they're hoping to earn a spot at the Hong Kong qualifier, which would help them get back on the World Series.
2: Yeah, we're hoping for good results out of here to qualify for next year, getting back into uh, Hong Kong. Um, So yeah, we're hoping for a top uh, six finish trying our best. <laughs> the boys will be stoked to get through, but uh, at this moment we're just thinking about uh, game by game. So yeah, we're just taking it game by game and play to the best of our ability. To come out on top, I reckon. Mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had uh, played in our local comp last week, because uh, uh, we've got half the boys from Raro and other half from uh, New, Zealand. New Zealand cookies, so uh, yeah just trying to gel and hopefully it all falls together at this tournament.
1: That's the Cook Islands men's sevens captain Stephen Willis. Samoa's only women's touch rugby team is on the lookout for new members with plans to grow a gold medal winning side in time for the 2019 Pacific Games. The Titans touch team were one of 12 to compete in the Fijian Cup in the women's draw over the weekend. Speaking before the tournament, player coach Gabrielle Apelu, a former Manusina rugby captain, said the club was formed to encourage and empower women through sport.
3: We do have a women's division, but only for the past four years, just four teams. And so we're one team that's just women, and the other three teams are made up of um, girls from the mixed clubs. Yeah, we're struggling to garner more interest. The, the girls are hard to find to come together, to be fair.
1: So do some girls play the mixed grade and they also play the women's grade too?
3: Yes, but that's the same with us. So what we do is we also play women's and then um, we fill in for other mixed teams. I
1: suppose so we that- don't
3: have a mixed team of our own, but we do have the women's team.
1: Do you, do you think that's uh, helped encourage maybe some players that wouldn't play the mixed grade but but would like the idea of playing in the women's only grade? Is is, is that brought some people like that into the sport?
3: I think so. I think over oh, the past two years, it has really increased interest in girls wanting to. It's just the hesitancy in coming from a predominantly male-led club. Some of those they want to play but are quite hesitant to form their own team. But I think that just comes from lack of experience in. Mm-hmm administration side but they are definitely keen we've had quite a few outside of their own clubs lots of girls just come up to us and you know sit around have a chat hoping to grow our club enough that we can feel two teams so that way it's more encouraging for everyone so that they can see it is possible.
1: And did you get encouragement was there support when this club was opened up or, or was it difficult?
3: There was support I would just say probably most of our support came outside of you know, with friends and family rather than just within the game. They were trying to prioritise the strengths that they had, which was obviously a lot of men. Whilst there is definitely support for women, it's just not to the level that it should be. And that's just me speaking honestly, yeah.
1: The team travelled to Tonga last year to compete in a tournament. You're heading to Fiji this weekend to compete in the Fijian Cup. Uh, Is that a a challenging thing to arrange, to try and go to one of these international tournaments?
3: Almost. Yes, touch isn't so much a sport, whereas it's very supported financially by any institution. We bring the medals, but we don't have the same backing, say, that Rugby Union does or netball, um, just because we're not one of the main sports. So financial-wise, it's been a real struggle with us. Two years in a row, we've had to pay our own fees, as well, as fundraising for the rest of the team um, for accommodations and flights and uh, all the incidentals that come with traveling obviously hopefully tides will turn soon
1: yeah do you think there is potential by being a, a women's only club and a women's only team which obviously as you say is not unique but uh, very rare um, and, and certainly you guys are the the ones doing it in some or uh, do you think that has potential in terms of sponsorship or or, or marketing that that could reach out to a, a different audience perhaps and some people are getting
3: i definitely think so yeah this year we've been um more savvy in trying to attract potential sponsors, and a lot of people of the bigger institutes that we have spoken to are really um, pro sponsorship. But for the following, I guess they're just trying to see first. We've got a good track record, which is something we are proud of, and I guess they're just waiting to see what would develop after this tournament.
1: And so Samoa is, of course, hosting the Pacific Games in 2019. You talked about winning. Yes. that You talked about winning that gold medal in 2007. So uh, does it feel like it's almost come full circle?
3: Yes, it does. Well, the end goal is um, Fiji is just one of the stepping stones for us. The end goal is to make sure time selection, that we can provide quality players for Samoa Touch Association to be selected from. You know, it would be great to be able to win a medal in front of the whole crowd. And also, it's also the same year as um, the World Cup. So, yeah, hopefully we can all be showing by then, the whole team.
1: So the goal is to get to Samoa in 2019. Is that the main focus for you and your team?
3: Yes. At the moment, Samoa is struggling for quality female athletes on island. And I want to be able, come 2019, to provide quality female athletes for our sport, for selection.
1: What's the key to getting them? Do do, do you think they're on island, but they're just not competing and just not participating? Or do you need to try and develop them somehow?
3: Yes, they're definitely on island. They just need some assistance and encouragement in joining, which is why we formed up as an old growth side. Currently we have over 20 members and half of that number are active as in actively playing while well, the other half have retired <laughs> but are still supporting the club in terms of fundraising and running tournaments. They're definitely here. They just need the push to be encouraged to come in and, and showcase what they've got. There wasn't even a Women's competition until 2007, when it was entered into the Pacific Games. And that's where our club was born out of, as just an all-girls club. After the Pacific Games, where we won gold um, for touch, a few of us girls were like, well, we might as well get into, like, you know, the same team come and come together so that we could encourage each other going forward from there. So in 2007, we started our club. And from there on now, we've been trying our best to get more young women involved.
1: That's Gabrielle Apalu from the Titans women's rugby team. It's crunch time for Pacific sides at the Rugby League World Cup. Tonga's 32-18 victory over Polynesian rivals Samoa confirmed their spot in the quarterfinals, while a win over Scotland this weekend would be enough for the Toa to join them. Meanwhile, Fiji and Papua New Guinea had contrasting victories against Wales and Ireland to remain on course for the knockout rounds. After beating Samoa, Tonga's coach Christian Wolfe spoke to reporters about the build-up to their Group B decider against New Zealand.
4: Yeah, look, we're going to have to be better. Um, you know, we were good tonight, and as I said, there's a, a lot of things we can take from that game, but uh, we're certainly going to have to be better, and, and there's certainly some areas there, both in attack and in defence, that I think we can be better at, and yeah, that's what footy's about. It's about uh, trying to find improvement each game you play, and, um, you know, I, I just... Uh, well, I think we're on the right path there in terms of if you have a look at our trial we uh, we did okay and we got a little bit better for the first game against Scotland and we got a little bit better again tonight and uh, the plan is that we're a little bit better next week and, and for whatever is uh, following after that. Christian, given all the talk about
2: uh, Jason Tumolodi how do you summarise his impact on and off the field over the last couple of
4: weeks? We, we've got a lot of blokes who've made a real impact in this squad to be honest with you and you know, guys like uh, you know, sicker and uh, some of the less known players, like uh, a guy like Akuma Tai has a, a massive influence on our squad. Um, he hasn't had the opportunity to play yet, but uh, at some stage in the tournament, he will. Um, Jason's certainly up there with those kinds of guys in in terms of having a, a really strong influence on the squad. Um, I think Sika mentioned in our last interview after the last game how much he's grown as a as a as a young man and uh, how much he's grown into a leader and um, you know he was involved with us in 2013 and 2014 at that stage he was a, a young kid just out of 20s who was going to be a very good player um, but still a, a, a big kid and um, you know, didn't uh, wasn't very uh, voiceless within the group and um, certainly didn't sort of at that stage I suppose realize his leadership potential uh, he's now really realizing that and he's, he's starting to say a lot more and uh, it's one thing saying something too it's it's another thing backing it up and uh, what you say meaning something, and, and what he says really uh, carries some weight within the group. And uh, you know, uh, yeah, he's, he's had a terrific influence. Uh, he's going to continue to have a big influence. And um, you know, You've only got to look at the way he plays to know you want to follow him, and as I said, what he's saying, he's certainly backing up too. <laughs> Christian, what specifically do you need to be better at against New Zealand? I thought just in the second half there we just had some lapses mentally where we need to be a bit tougher in terms of, um, you know, there's one set there two sets in a row where we dropped the ball, defended our line out well, uh, got the ball back, started to offload and go sideways and, and uh, threw it over the sideline uh, and then allowed the Samoa to come through us. And that just showed that we'd, um, I guess, lost our really tough mindset that we'd had uh, for that 60 minutes prior to that, both in the way we wanted to carry the ball, um, what we wanted to do with our possession and the way we wanted to defend. So uh, that, that's the biggest key. We're always going to have an error. Every team's going to have an error. Um, Excuse me. You need to have that tough mindset around your errors in terms of wanting to defend it out, but uh, you don't want to lose the tough mindset. And um, as I said, that's our biggest imp- improvement area, and, and that's the one thing that uh, I think we've got to take out of tonight's game in terms of going forward. What,
1: what would it mean for you to finish top of the group in terms of uh, a statement going forward, or is that important to you? Uh, at what point do you are you going to embrace the underdog tag again, or is, is there a point that you grow match to match that you think well you know, we can actually win this? You think
4: up, you? <laughs> Probably not. Um, now, look. To be honest, um, yeah, obviously we're getting more and more confident as a footy team with every game, and that shows in our performance. So, can we go out there and compete in a week's time? Of course we can. Um, it's a massive ask for us to take, to uh, to beat a number two in the world. Um, we're considered a second tier, uh, sorry, a, a, se- a second tier nation or a tier two nation no Tier 2 nation has ever beaten a, a Tier 1 nation. So it's a massive ask. Uh, you know, it's one that we're going to certainly go out there and give our absolute best shot. And as I said, we're getting more and more confident. So uh, you know, we're, we're certainly up for a really good challenge, uh, but I'm not going to make any bold predictions. If you take
1: out the financial elements and all the other disparities that we've talked about before, do you consider yourself a Tier 2 nation when
4: you actually get out on the field? It's a oh, look, I, I don't think we do in terms of uh, looking at ourselves and how we want to compete. Uh, but we're we're still very much tier two when you when you look at the um, the conditions around the teams. So uh, there's massive differences there, um, and I'd love to see the day when uh, when those differences aren't there. And uh, you know I think you'd see more blokes uh, playing for Tonga who, who, uh, who are currently playing for other nations as well.
1: That's Tonga rugby league coach Christian Wolf, and that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Benny Wiley, as always. Thank you very much for listening.